Cash money records taking over for the 99 in the 2000. Welcome. My name is Nikki Free, and you are about to listen to Screaming in Silence. This podcast is definitely for people who have been through some tough times in life, especially prior to the age of 17. It's for people who have perhaps not been treated fairly due to things that were out of their control. This podcast is for people who are sick and tired of having to pretend to be someone that they're not to make others feel comfortable. This podcast is for people who were let down by their parents, perhaps beaten, perhaps mentally, physically abused on extreme levels. This is for people who never felt loved. Um, This is for people who a lot of times find themselves wanting to just be home alone and not have to face the world at all. I can go on and on, but basically this podcast is for outcasts and people who, you know, feel that they could They have to be the only one that's going through their particular situation because it's just too weird and it's just too strange and it's just too horrible for anyone else to have have experienced it. Today, um, I'm going to start this uh, series of podcasts off um, in a segment called The Beginnings. This um, segment is going to start at age five. I'm going to start at age five because age five was when I was, I would say, happy. Um, I probably was happy before then, but I just don't remember. But at least I do remember five. I remember having a lot of Christmas presents under the tree. I remember pictures of my presents and how Um, My grandmother and my cousins would be so surprised that one little girl could get so many presents. I remember feeling like love because of those things. Those things made me feel that I was important, that I was special because there were so many of them. And then things started to shift at about seven and a half, eight years old. I think there came a time... um, where my mom just decided, look, you know, I'm ready to have some fun. And just to give you a little background, I am a product of a teen mom. My mom had me in high school and she got pregnant um, at a time that, you know, was couldn't, couldn't have been a worse time for her. Um, she was ending her, it was towards the end of her high school career Also, my father um, wanted nothing to do with um, having a child or, you know, just didn't want any part of it. So she was kind of stuck. She also was the daughter of an extremely religious mother who 
I later found actually accused my mother of sleeping with her husband, which was my mother's stepfather at the time, and accused her of being pregnant by her stepfather. So the whole pregnancy, she was being, you know, really treated badly by her mother um, for many, many reasons. One, being pregnant um, at such a young age, out of wedlock, and she also just assumed that my mom was, you know, sleeping with her husband. Um, and yeah, as the series goes on, you'll see why. Now, five was a good time. And then fast forward to, let's say seven, when things started to change. Five things were great. Even in school, I had playmates. Everything was fine at five, six, and then seven came. And as I said, I believe my mom was to the point where she's like thinking to herself, she wasn't getting any younger and it was time to have fun. I remember one conversation in particular she had with one of her sisters about wanting to go out, wanting to meet guys, and just wishing that she didn't have me. You know, my mom was very, uh, I guess blunt is the word, she just said it, you know, what she felt at that particular time. And in her defense, she didn't know I was listening, of course, um, but wherever we lived, I mean, anytime your mom has you at 19, uh, what, 19 and, you know, the funds are limited. The places we lived were small. So it wasn't like we had a big, huge house. Uh, at any rate, I did overhear her saying those things, you know, regarding me. And the only thing that I took from those conversations were that I was in the way. You know, uh, I just remember thinking okay, I'm in the way. I got to figure out how not to be in the way. It didn't hurt my feelings that she was saying she wished she didn't have a child. She wished she was, you know, you know, just, I guess, just single with no kids. That, though, that didn't bother me because I wasn't, I don't think I was able to process what that actually meant until later on in life. But what I did take from those conversations she would have with her sister is that I needed to be extremely good and be out of the way. So that was my goal in my head. I was going to stay out of the way. I was going to be perfect and just stay out of the way. I remember um, my grandmother used to always say that I was a good kid. But little did she know, no matter where I went, I was always practicing on being invisible. So that's the reason why I appeared to be a good kid, because I would just be quiet. I would just stay out of the way. I never wanted anyone to have to report back to my mom that I did anything wrong. So I mastered that. And soon my mom started dating. Um, and I, I recall her dating this one guy. And it stands out vividly because she dated this guy, but he beat her. You know, that that's you know, that's the thing that I guess stood out the most. She dated this guy, and he was, I guess, her quote-unquote boyfriend, but I do recall her him beating her. I mean, I remember hearing him beat the shit out of her, pretty much. And um, I was so young. I was like seven and a half years old or so, um, seven, seven and a half, something like that. And I recall just being so mad. And I remember I had this instrument and I thought to myself, if I just take this instrument and I hit him, I can protect her. 
I wanted to help her so badly. I loved her so much and I knew she was being hurt. And I, to this day, can see my little self sitting there with that instrument in my hands, sitting on the floor with my legs crossed Indian style, trying to get up enough courage to go help her. And then by the time I thought I had enough courage, which I never did, I would hear them having sex. I would hear the sex, you know, they were actually having sex after this beatdown. And I just grew to understand that to be something that just was, you know, I stopped thinking of it as something that I needed to protect her from. I started to think of it as something that just was, and I needed to stay away and be quiet and stay out of her way when these things were going on. Then, um, one night, um, uh, my, I guess my grandmother or my aunts or whoever, they weren't available. So my mom needed a babysitter. So the guy that she was dating, the same guy that beat her, um, said that we could, I could stay over at his mother's house. Now this guy, um, his family had some mental issues, like severe mental issues. So there were people in the home that had, were stable and then there were people in the home that weren't stable. And his mother was, you know, on the borderline of being unstable. So at any rate, this is where I was staying for the night or until my mom came back to get me. I don't know um, if she came back that night or the next day. I, I can't remember all that. The one thing I do remember about that night is that I woke up somehow, some part of that night, and there was a guy sitting there. And it was his, the lady, the, the gentleman that my mother was dating. It was his brother. And his brother was mentally ill and severely mentally ill and he was sitting there and I remember him pulling the cover like back towards my neck area and I remember that vividly and I remember him like like shaking his head like no and I remember looking at him and for the life of me I cannot bring that memory clearly back to know what else happened during that time. But I do know that that wasn't um, an ideal situation for such a young child um, to be in. And that was just like the beginning of the neglect and the things that would happen, you know, throughout my life. Um, and things gradually got worse and worse and worse each year, actually. But I couldn't help but think that if I just kept all these things quiet and if I would just stay out of the way, things would get better. I, I just kept thinking that. And that's just something that I told myself to make myself feel better. And um, that's kind of like how I live my life. I, you know, I stay quiet. I stayed out of the way. But um, moving forward, my mom got out of that. Uh, relationship and again I was young I'm not sure how she got out of that relationship I'm not sure what happened but she then began dating what would eventually be her husband and my stepfather and that situation will forever 
be something that impacts my life. You know, it changed him meeting her changed my life and her life and our relationship and just everything. It, it, it drastically changed everything and things would never, ever, ever, ever be the same after that gentleman came into my mother's life. Well, this is going to be the ending point for today. I will pick up on this tomorrow and give you guys more updates um, on Screaming in Silence. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Um, please keep an open mind. Please understand that this is from the heart and that this is something that I am doing to hopefully help someone who is going through similar things or who, you know, has gone through similar things. Also, I just want you to know that I am on Twitter. So you can follow me on Twitter at PeaceAnny. I'm also, and that's, I'm sorry, that's P as in Paul, E as in Edward, A as in Apple, C as in Charlie, E as in Edward, N as in Nancy, E as in Edward, PeaceAnny. And I'm also on Instagram at, um, you can uh, find me on Instagram at Nikki Free or No You Don't Know Me, which is my other podcast um, that airs Thursdays at 7 Pacific time, 7 p.m. Pacific time. Um, that's my other podcast and it's called No You Don't Know Me. Aside from that, I hope everyone has a wonderful, wonderful day and stay tuned for the second episode of Screaming in Silence. It will air tomorrow, which is Wednesday, at 7 p.m. Pacific time. Thank you.